Welcome to episode 92 of Morning Kickoff, a weekly Vikings football podcast where we cover all news football. I'm your host, Matt Witt, and today we are live on youtube.com slash Witt, as well as twitch.tv slash TheMattWitt. You can check us out every Monday and Thursday morning or listen to all the pre-recorded podcasts wherever you get your podcast. I say Monday and Thursday morning, but obviously right now there's not a whole lot going on around the NFL or around uh, Vikings or the NFL in general. So today we're going to take a break from actually looking at the Minnesota Vikings. And I'm going to finally release my mock draft now that trades have processed through and everything has gone through. The combine has happened. I am going to now release my mock draft and it's it took some time. So I really hope you guys enjoyed this and it's going to be I can tell you right now, this is going to be a pretty interesting episode today because I haven't done one of these in a year and I'm excited too. I also haven't made a podcast episode in a week because it has been very dead when it comes to content around the NFL and typically how April goes during the first half of April. Obviously, trades and the first wave of free agency was in March, so not a whole lot is happening in April, so that's why it's kind of dead right now, but soon the later half of april is going to be a lot more interesting so i hope you all do stay tuned in and i hope you enjoy this episode especially do you enjoy listening to this podcast if you don't that's totally fine but if you do and would like to help out there will be a link in the description that will bring you to my merch store at this store we sell t-shirts sweatshirts and mugs and all of the profit earned will go towards the production of this podcast thank you all and enjoy the show welcome to episode 92 of Morning Kickoff. We are almost reaching our 100 episode mark. Pretty excited. I've been doing this for some time now, and now we have a very special episode as we haven't had a podcast episode in quite some time because it's been pretty quiet around the NFL. Today we have a very fun one, a NFL mock draft 2021 Morning Kickoff edition. The last time I did one of these last year in 2020, still the most viewed video on my channel and by far. I mean, usually I talk about the Minnesota Vikings, so obviously the draft is very hyped up and it's appealed by all 32 teams while Minnesota Vikings were more of a close uh, 132nd, I guess, of the entire NFL. So let's get right into it with our first board. Um, here we are. These are the first six picks that we have. Obviously, first overall is going to be Trevor Lawrence, quarterback of Clemson. We'll go to the Jacksonville Jaguars as it's pretty clear that that's what's going to happen here. And then next up, we have Zach Wilson going to the Jets. This is just as much of a lock as the first overall pick. Both the Jaguars and the Jets desperately need a quarterback right now. And it's clear Trevor Lawrence is going to go one. Zach Wilson is going to go two. And, and weeks ago, people were saying Justin Fields is obviously going to be the second overall pick. And while he did have the tape, his draft stock just continues to fall. And not only is his draft stock falling, but Zach Wilson is continuing to grow all over both of the pro days over the combine, Zach Wilson is going to be the second overall pick. No question about that. And then next up, we have the San Francisco 49ers who go with Justin Fields. Now, it's clear the 49ers are going to go quarterback here, and this is where it can be a little bit of a date, uh, debate if you're going to go Justin Fields, Trey Lance, or Mac Jones. I don't know why anyone is arguing Mac Jones, but it's between Justin Fields and Trey Lance here. It is clear the 49ers are going to go quarterback, and this is why they traded to this spot. This would actually initially be the... Um, uh, not the Dolphins. This would initially be the Houston's pick, the Texans, but obviously Texans traded to the Dolphins. Dolphins traded to the 49ers. Dolphins just acquired a bunch of picks in the process. And now the first three players drafted off of the board are all going to be quarterbacks. And it's no question that the first three are going to be quarterback. It's just who is going to be the third quarterback off the board. And the next up, we have the Atlanta Falcons on the clock. Now, the Atlanta Falcons have this pick and can really do whatever they want with this fourth overall pick they can pay, take the best non-quarterback off the board they can take a quarterback here now i i could see why the falcons would go trey lance or mac well not mac jones i could see why they would go trey lance here but 
in all honesty the best move the falcons can do is trade down and i think a lot of quarter uh, a lot of teams are going to trade up for that quarterback at the fourth overall pick as the best three quarterbacks just got off the board and then you have trey lance and there's a steep decline going from there so I think a lot of teams are going to trade up to this fourth overall pick, or a lot of teams are going to offer trades to get this fourth overall pick, where the Atlanta Falcons will trade it to the De uh, Denver Broncos, who will trade up and grab Trey Lance, quarterback of NDSU. Now, yes, the Broncos do have Drew Locke, and Drew Locke is not a bad quarterback. The thing about Drew Locke is he's obviously injury prone, and that's the biggest reason why the Broncos have been looking for a quarterback. The thing about Drew Locke is he's in a division with Patrick Mahomes and now Justin Herbert. Drew Locke is not going to cut it. He's not going to bring the Denver Broncos to the next level. And this is a perfect spot for Trey Lance to go. He is going to an elite receiving core right there. A very young receiving core all on the rookie contracts. You have Jerry Judy, who I argue is Jerry Judy is actually the best wide receiver out of the 2020 draft class. We just haven't seen it yet. Yet. And I'm a Vikings fan and we have Justin Jefferson, but I really do think Jerry Judy is the best wide receiver out of the 2020 draft class. On top of that, they have Noah Fant. They have KJ Hamler, Cortland Sutton. There is so many players for Trey Lance to work with, and this is where he should want to go. And the Broncos should look to him because Trey Lance, he you can't say he's going to be a day one starter, an upgrade from Drew Locke. But the thing is, it's worth a shot and it would be worth a trade. What will the Bengals give up? The Bengals or not Bengals Broncos give up. The Broncos will give up the ninth overall pick their third rounder, seventh rounder and a 2022 second rounder to grab Trey Lance. And this is a very good pick. In my opinion, next up, you have the Bengals on the clock. Now, the thing about the Bengals for that differentiates them from the rest of these teams, they don't need a quarterback. They took a quarterback first overall, Joe uh, Joe Burrow, last year. So they have an option to go with the first non-quarterback off the board. Nobody's going to be trading up for Mac Jones here. It just wouldn't make sense. And Bengals, I, even if Bengals got offered trades, they need to help out Joe Burrow. And we saw that last year, that offensive line needs help and the receiving core and running back everywhere on the offense needs help for Joe Burrow. And this is where they go with who I think is the best non-quarterback, and that is Kyle Pitts. Now, yes. They can go Panay here. They can also get an offensive lineman in the second round. They can go Jamar Chase here. They can get a wide receiver in the second round as well. You cannot find a player like Kyle Pitts anywhere. And yes, he's a tight end. You know why this is very important. He will. He's a tight end, but he will be Joe Burrow's number one target. He will be used the most. T. Higgins will have to be their starting wide receiver coming up this next season. They lost A.J. Green. T. Higgins will have to be their starting wide receiver, and hopefully he can step up into that starting role. Think about Kyle Pitts. He's going to be their number one target. He's going to bring a lot to the table, and I think he is the best receiver in this class. Now, I can't say he's the best receiver. He's the best all-around offensive player in this class and the best non-quarterback in this class. And for that reason, you go for value, and Kyle Pitts will bring a lot to the table. And then next up, the Miami Dolphins are on the clock with the sixth overall pick. The Miami, Miami Dolphins and Bengals both took quarterbacks in the top 10 of last year's draft and are going to add value to their offense, giving Tua some help here. And this is where they go with a wide receiver, Jamar Chase. Now, Jamar Chase... I really think he's going to go to the Dolphins. If he doesn't go to the Bengals, he's going to go to the Dolphins because both of these teams need to give their quarterback some help. You need to build around that quarterback. The, uh, the Dolphins do have Devontae Parker, and they did sign Will Fuller. Will Fuller is suspended the first six games, so Jamar Chase will be a day one starter going into this team. Even with that, you need depth at the receiving core. They also have this Gasicki guy, so... Honestly, if Kyle Pitts doesn't go number five and Jamar Chase does, Kyle Pitts will go to the Dolphins because this is how much these offensive weapons help the teams. And I do think Jamar Chase will be a great fit. He will be a great fit with the Dolphins as they do need help receiver. You know who else needs help at receiver? The Detroit Lions. And this is where the Detroit Lions go with Devontae Smith, wide receiver of Alabama. Devontae Smith, Heisman Trophy winner, will go to the Detroit Lions and he will be their only wide receiver. I have never seen a team take this much of a hit in free agency. 
at the, at the wide receiver position. The Dolphins lost Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, Mohamed Sanu, and Danny Amendola all during this year of free agency. That is their starting four wide receivers. This is a perfect spot for them to go with a top three wide receiver. Um, my top three wide receiver, I'm talking about obviously Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, or Jalen Waddle. They're going to take whatever one is available here at seven. No need to trade down. No need to trade up. Dolphins just have to go receiver here. Give Jared Goff some help because I feel really bad for Jared Goff going to that offense of all offenses in the NFL and then everyone else leaves. The only player they have right now is TJ Hawkinson. Now, DeAndre Swift, yes. He can work. We just haven't seen a lot from his rookie season, but TJ Hawkinson is an elite tight end, and that's a player a lot of people do forget about. And now the Carolina Panthers are on the clock, and it's a no-brainer. If Panay Sewell's here, Carolina Panthers are going to go with Panay Sewell. He should be a top-five overall pick. Thing is, he's not going to be a top-five overall pick, in my opinion. Now, he could go to the Bengals, but I don't think he will be a top-five overall pick because you have four quarterbacks that are going to be going in somewhere in the top ten, no question. And I think that those are going to be the first four players off the board will all be quarterbacks. Outside of that, this is a very deep offensive tackle class where teams can go with offensive tackles in the second round. Now, yes, you can't find a player like Panay Sewell in the second round, but... It's a very deep offensive tackle class, and this is where I do think Penesua will fall to the eighth overall pick. Someone can also trade up for him. I just don't see anyone, any of these teams that we just talked about trading down. Next up, you have the Atlanta Falcons who are on the clock with the ninth overall pick. This is from the Denver Broncos in this trade. And Falcons, they can go with a few options here. Thing is, they're in a division with the Buccaneers who just won a Super Bowl and brought all of their guys back. Their division is not open. Now, yes, they can make a run with the playoffs. I do think the Atlanta Falcons are a very underrated team. And given a fifth overall pick, like they they are the they had a terrible record, but they were a pretty good team last year. And you saw this all around the board. They just ended up losing a bunch of games because of all their, you know, they're the best at losing games. Anyways, you have the Falcons who are on the clock here, and I think it's time for them to look for a rebuild. Now, yes, they have a lot of offensive weapons, so they don't really need a wide receiver here. Offensive line, they, I guess they could go with Rashawn Slater here, but I really do think this is time for them to rebuild, and they go with Mac Jones, quarterback out of Alabama. This is the perfect spot for Mac Jones to go. They don't have a backup quarterback. Now, obviously, you're not drafting Mac Jones to be a backup quarterback. You're going to draft him to uh, hope to move him into the starting role going into the future, but Matt Ryan is good. Matt Ryan is not going anywhere. Matt Ryan will be with this team for at least one more season, most likely two more seasons. He but he's, is a potential out in the 2022 offseason. So if this season does not go well with the Atlanta Falcons once again and Mac jo uh, Matt Ryan does have another bad season, you can get rid of him, cut him, move into Mac Jones. It's time for the Atlanta Falcons to go rebuild. The New Orleans Saints right now just lost Drew Brees. They're not going to be making a run for the playoffs. Actually, as long as Sean Payton is their head coach, they're going to have a good offense and their defense is very good. So they're probably going to get second this upcoming season as well. And then you have Buccaneers who just brought all of their players back and they are loaded front, back and center. So Atlanta Falcons really just don't have a chance and it's time for them to try just take a shot at rebuilding. And I do think them grabbing Mac Jones, them trading down to grab a quarterback is the best option for them. And they just got a load of draft picks so they can load up on offensive line somewhere else in the draft because they got a lot from Denver Broncos in this mock draft. At the 10th overall pick, the uh, Dallas Cowboys are on the clock, and Cowboys, just go with Patrick Sertan. It's a must. Like, he is going to be available at the 10th overall pick. He will, and he is the most NFL-ready corner in this class. You have to go with him. That was the worst defense that I've seen from the Dallas Cowboys, and very disappointing because 
I said before the season started, I said watch out for the Cowboys defense because they do have a lot of pieces. Well, how was I wrong? Because that defense was horrendous. Going with Patrick Sertan, he will be a day one starting corner, and then you'll use Trevon Diggs as well as your cornerback uh, duo. You need to go with this. He is the most NFL-ready corner, and you can't go Caleb Farley here because he has injuries, so I wouldn't go with him. I just, you have to go with Patrick Sertan. He is the best non offensive player that you can grab here the most nfl ready non-offensive player that you can grab here and it's a very good draft pick and i would like to see that happen at the 11th overall pick new york giants go with rashawn slater offensive tackle of northwestern yes they went andrew thomas last year and daniel jones before that so they don't need a new starting left tackle think about rashawn slater he can play anywhere you want on the offensive line and people will argue giants because they had a terrible receiving core last year they added a lot of people a lot of pieces to where they don't need to draft a receiver here. They added Kenny Galladay, uh, Kyle Rudolph, and John Ross. They're giving Daniel Jones a lot of help. They, he just needs more help on the offensive line. And 11th overall is a perfect spot to grab a Sean Slater. Um, if he's available, obviously. A lot of people have him going sooner. But what, like I said, this is a very deep offensive tackle glass. You can use Rashawn Slater somewhere on your starting offensive line. Obviously, Andrew Thomas does have injury concerns. He will be a starting left tackle going up into this upcoming season. If Rashawn Slater does go to the New York Giants, I would expect him to either start at left guard or right tackle. Anywhere on the offensive line, he will add a lot of value because in college, he played wherever you needed him to play. Play him at center. Why not? And now the Eagles are sitting at 12. Eagles are sitting at 12 ready hoping that someone is available there. So By someone, I mean a wide receiver, either Devontae Smith, uh, Jamar Chase, or Jalen Waddell, who is available here. Another Alabama wide receiver taking in the top 15. Jalen Waddell, he is the best after the catch and will add a lot of value. Jalen Waddell, having Jalen Hurts throwing to him and then having Jalen Reger, that's three Jalens. Having Jalen Hurts throw to Jalen Waddle and Jalen Reger, that's a very good wide receiver duo right there. Now, Jalen Hurt, Jalen Reger was injured a majority of last season, so you didn't get to see a whole lot from him. But Jalen Waddle will add a lot to this team. And Hurts, he doesn't throw a beautiful deep ball. He doesn't throw the best deep ball in the world. He can make plays with his arms and his legs, yes, from what we've seen. Him throwing to Jalen Waddle, he can just make plays after the catch. And this is what he was known for in college, and this is a perfect spot for him to go and I don't like the Eagles. I'm not a big Eagles guy, but for Jalen Waddle's sake, I do hope he goes here because this is an offense that would utilize him a lot. And then if we take a look at our next our next six picks, we have the Chargers who are on the clock. Now, Chargers, they have a lot of options here. They can go with a lot of people. Obviously, they grabbed Justin Herbert last year, where typically you want to draft players and build around your quarterback when you take your franchise quarterback like Justin Herbert is. thing with Herbert is he already went to a already developed offense, a very good offensive line. Well, very good when they added a lot of pieces in free agency and the receiving core was good as well. So I do think they go defense here and they go with Micah Parsons, linebacker of Penn State. Thing about Micah is he's very prone to falling, falling by in this draft. I think it's possible he might go in the 20s. Thing is, he's a linebacker. So do you take him this soon? Because Chargers can maybe find him somewhere late round if they trade up, but he will compliment Kyler or Kenneth Murray's, uh, who was drafted last year in the first round where the Chargers did trade up and grab Kenneth Murray. I think they traded up with the Patriots, if I remember that right. He will compliment his style as Kenneth Murray is an inside linebacker. Micah Parsons is an outside linebacker and a pass rusher, arguably the best pass rusher in this draft class and will add a lot to that team. He will help Joey Bosa from the edge because Bosa was a one-man team last year and they can definitely use some more pass rushers in Los Angeles. Next up, my Minnesota Vikings are on the clock with the 14th overall pick and they immediately turn in their card and go with Pay, defensive end for Michigan. This is the player that the uh, Rick Spielman is hoping to get here. Now he hasn't verbally said it obviously because 
for obvious reasons, but there's no way he's going to trade up. This is a player who he's looking for. Pay will be a starting right defensive end over Steven Weatherly, and having him with Daniel Hunter would be, I would love to see that happen. So if he is available here, I do think that will be an easy lock. Otherwise, I do think Vikings will go corner because of what happened with Jeff Gladney. Next up, the Patriots are on the clock with the 15th overall pick, and they go with corner. This is the player who I think the Vikings would go with if they can't get Quiddy Pay, and that is J.C. Horn, cornerback out of South Carolina. Now, people argue that he is the best corner in this draft class, and people also argue that Caleb Farley is the best corner in this draft class. I think you just have to go with the safest pick, what you know is going to work, and Bill Belichick, he will go with a safe pick, and that is in J.C. Horn. J.C. Horn who will be uh, not a starting corner right out of college, but he will start as a slot, a nickel. He'll play some roles on the outside as well. So he'll be utilized a lot with Carolina is what I'm trying to say here. So 16th overall, Cardinals are on the clock. No Cardinals need to go defense here because or offensive line. They can go offensive line, but they can also do, fill that role anywhere else in the draft. Um, actually, no. Cardinals only have five draft picks in this draft class, so they could go offensive tackle here and play in maybe left guard, right tackle, somewhere on the offensive line. Um, but I do have the Cardinals going with Caleb Farley, corner from Virginia Tech. A lot of people, like I said, argue that he is the best corner when healthy. Thing is, I don't see him being taken. There's a possibility someone does take a shot on him, maybe somewhere in the top 15, but he's also prone to falling. So I do think Cardinals will take one of the top three corners with this 16th overall pick, and in this case, that is Caleb Farley. Next up, at the 17th overall pick, we have John Gruden with the Las Vegas Raiders who are on the clock. Gruden was unhappy with his offensive line and this defensive line last year. Defensive line was looking okay, so the entire defense as a whole he was unhappy with. So John Gruden, I do think here, goes with the safest draft pick possible, and that is taking Christian Bormore defensive tackle of Alabama. Now, yes, their biggest need is at the offensive line, and they can go offensive line here, and I would see that possibly happening. Thing is, Christian Barmore is a player you just don't want to miss on, and Christian Barmore is a player who you know is going to be a lock in the NFL, and he will add a lot of value to that defensive line. They will have one of the best defensive fronts in the NFL with Clayton Farrell. They added Unique Ngakwe, they added Solomon Thomas, and then adding Christian Barmore too. That would just be such a good defensive line right there. And yes, it. They're be I think the best thing for them would go offensive line here because, like we saw, Derek Carr does need more offensive line help. So I do think that's the best thing for them to go. I just feel like John Gruden's going to go with the safest pick here, and that would be drafting Christian Bormore. And now the Miami Dolphins are on the clock with the 18th overall pick, and I think they're going to get some trade offers here. I don't have them trading down, but I think they will get some trade offers, and they're not going to take it, and they're going to stick with their pick and go with Jason Away, defensive end from Penn State. Not to, much to talk about here. I mean, Miami Dolphins just need defensive players. They need players all around the board. They're going to have a very good defense. I'm saying that like they don't already have a good defense. They have a good defense, but Jason Away will just make their defensive line that better, just like the Las Vegas Raiders, who already have a solid defensive line. It will just improve, and they can build a great defensive front, and they would have a defensive front with Wilkins, Away, and Raquan Davis, so a very good defensive front for the Miami Dolphins right there. And I think that's a lock if he is still available at that spot, which he's not expected to be. But if he is, I think they will go with that. And then now the Washington football team are on the clock and they need a left tackle. They need someone who can block for Ryan uh, Ryan uh, Fitzmagic. I was about to say Tannehill. Ryan Fitzpatrick. They need someone who can block for him and they have a perfect opportunity to grab draft Christian Derrissaw. Like I said, how I think people are going to trade up with Miami. I think teams are going to trade above the Washington football team here to try to grab Christian Derrissaw, possibly the Bears or Steelers or any other team, really. 
could use him as a starting left tackle. I do think he will go to the Washington football team as I don't expect the Dolphins to actually trade down, even though Dolphins, from what we know, they love to trade down. I just don't see it happening in this spot right here. So, but I do think Christian Derrissaw will land with the Washington football team, which is a good spot for him to go. 20th overall, Bears go with Tevin Jenkins, offensive tackle of Oklahoma. Now, think about him. A lot of people do argue he is the third best offensive tackle. I don't see it. People do argue that, but obviously, you never know. It's all a toss-up and Christian Derrissaw, I do think, is third, but Tevin Jenkins, I can see why people would also argue that he is there. Bears would have Tevin Jenkins starting somewhere on the offensive line, hopefully left tackle, but really anywhere else, he would be totally fine, and they need offensive line help for whoever is going to be their starting quarterback, whether that's Nick Foles or uh, Andy Dalton. It doesn't matter who's going to be their starting quarterback. They need a better offensive line than they had last year. We really saw a big decline from the Bears' offensive line over the last few years. Colts are on the clock with the 21st overall, kick, uh, overall pick, and this is where they go positional value and big need here, and that is cornerback. They go Greg Newsom, cornerback from Northwestern. This is a valuable pick because obviously it's the corner position. Now, Colts, they don't really need a starting corner this upcoming season, but they need to draft a corner because you have no idea what's going to happen with Xavier Rhodes. He is injury prone. He's under contract for one more year. You don't know what's going to happen with them. Kenny Moore, obviously their starting corner right there. Getting someone else having depth at the corner position is vital in the NFL, and this could be huge for the Colts team. This is a good spot for him to go. He won't be a day one starter, obviously, but he will likely be transitioned into that role as I think Xavier Rhodes just has one more year left in him. And now the Titans are on the clock, and this might be my favorite pick. Titans go with Elijah Moore, wide receiver of Ole Miss. Now, Titans, it's no-brainer. They have to go wide receiver here or anywhere, I mean, they need to give Tannehill more help. Outside of Derrick Henry and, and A.J. Brown, they just lost Jonu Smith. They lost uh, Corey Davis. They need someone. And who better than Elijah Moore, who was A.J. Brown's teammate in college? They only played one year in 2018, but once again, you can reunite them, have that as your wide receiver one and two, and then obviously Derrick Henry still running the rock through every team. And that's a pretty good offense right there. I mean, when you have Derrick Henry, you don't need a very deep wide receiver core, but... It's useful. They definitely need another wide receiver. It is the biggest need for them right now. And uh, this 22nd overall is a good spot. Even if they don't get Elijah Moore, they can grab Rashad, uh, Rashad Bateman. They can grab um, uh, Terrence Marshall. They have a lot of options here. So now the Jets are on the clock with the 23rd overall pick. This was from Seattle. And the Jets go with defensive end Jalen Phillips, defensive end from Miami. And this is a big need for them. They just need players all over defense and offense. Now they did fill some offensive needs this free agency, but once again, if he's available at 23, you just go with defensive end here because he will be a very good pass rusher and could add a lot of value to their team. And now the Steelers are on the clock. Steelers are going to go with a valuable position here, and that is offensive tackle where they take Walker Little. A lot of people argue is actually the best offensive tackle. I mean, not the best, the third best offensive tackle in this draft class over Darisaw and over Tevin Jenkins. Like I said, I don't really see that. Now he is injury prone, very athletic. So if he stays healthy and he's can develop into that role he could be a starting left tackle maybe not this upcoming season possibly but he could be somewhere in the future and ben definitely needs that as ben is going to be aging into his 40s now and he will need all the offensive line he can get as he gets injured pretty easily now so now the jaguars in the clock with 25th overall pick and this is where we see jaguars take trevon moreg safety of tcu yes a bit of an overdraft now obviously it's a safety so you don't typically see safeties go in the first round an elite safety though urban meyer you just have to hit on those first 
round draft picks. Urban Meyer has two first round draft picks. This is his first year as a head coach. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence, lock at the first overall pick. 25th, you have to go with the safest pick because it is your first year of head coaching and you want to lock down your job. And the safest pick here is going with safety, Trevon Morig. Everyone knows he's going to work in the NFL. And yes, it's a little bit of an overdraft because he is a safety, but once again, you just have to go with that here. And then Browns are on the clock, and I think they actually go corner with Azante Samuel Jr. Now, he won't be a day one starter, obviously. Denzel Ward and they have Hill. Those are their starting two corners right there. So they don't necessarily need a corner, but what they do need is depth at the corner position, and they will use him. He will play inside the slot. He will play on the outside. You can rotate him in, and then when you suffer with injuries again or COVID like they did last year, you can rotate him in, and he can be a very good starter for your team. Ravens on the clock. Ravens do need a wide receiver, and who better than to go with Rashad Bateman, my guy, wide receiver of Minnesota. He very good for Lamar Jackson. This is the best offensive scheme for him to go to. Lamar Jackson, no, it, um, uh, Marquise Brown had a very bad season last year. If you remember Lamar Jackson, his yards per, um, per uh, reception, it was very low. That's not because he was playing that bad. That's because every single deep pass that he threw to Marquise Brown, it just didn't work out. Marquise Brown had the worst season that I mean, a far worse season than I was expecting. Adding Rashad Bateman, and he could be your possible wide receiver one coming right out of college because he is an elite route runner, an elite pass catcher. He could be very good. And going into this offense where he can be used as a deep, uh, deep outside wide receiver, you can play him outside this a lot. You can use Rashad Bateman for a lot of things. And Lamar Jackson, there is no guy that he should be wanting to throw to better than Rashad Bateman in this draft class right now, who you can get at the 27th overall pick, I mean. And then now the Saints are on the clock with the 28th overall pick, and they go with Rondell Moore, wide receiver of LSU. They're, once again, like the like the Ravens, they're just sitting here waiting for a wide receiver, another very deep wide receiver class where you can get very elite wide receivers like Rashad Bateman and Rondell Moore late into the 20s. And this is a good spot for him to go. Now, obviously, the Saints did lose Emmanuel Sanders. He was under contract for one year. They lost Jared Cook, both those players due to free agency, and they also lost uh, Drew Brees. So their offense took a big hit this free agency. Now you need someone else to obviously throw to other than Michael Thomas, who didn't have a great season last year. A lot of it was due to injuries, but you can get that new wide receiver that you just have to add to your offense. And this is a good spot for him to go to. You can throw Traquan Smith inside the slot too, because he he showed up from the slot last year. I don't think he'd be a very good uh, wide receiver alongside Michael Thomas as Rondell Moore would just be better, but you can use him inside the slot. Packers are on the clock. Now, I don't like the Packers, but I love this draft pick. This is a very good draft pick. Taking Nick Bolton, uh, linebacker of Mizzou, would be huge for this team. They run a 3-4 defense and obviously have Zadaria Smith and Preston Smith on the outside who are their star, who are their core pass rushers right there. They need help at the inside linebacker position. Last year, if you watch Dalvin Cook, my Dalvin Cook's tape, it was all big runs against the Packers because you put them one-on-one -on -one against your linebackers, one-on-two -on -two against your inside linebackers like they did against the Packers, he just breaks loose. 26, 48, 70-yard touchdown. I mean, you need those inside linebackers, and this is what the Packers have to target. Yes, wide receiver is their biggest need, but they need a lock. They need to stop this Minnesota Vikings and Dalvin Cook next year, and that's what they need to focus on. And this is a very good spot for them to take Nick Bolton and have an elite linebacker group. Yes, you can get linebackers later in the draft, but this is a lock. This is, you know, he's going to work. He can be your inside, your middle linebacker or play inside linebacker along with someone else. And then you can have a very good linebacker group. And we saw how important having an elite linebacker group. Yes, an average linebacker group does the job, but having an elite group can get you that extra level. And we saw this with the Buccaneers who won the Super Bowl last year. And this is why this is a very valuable pick at this position. 
and I would love to see. Okay, I wouldn't love to see that happen, but for Nick Bolton's sake, I would like to see that happen. And then now the Bills are on the clock with the 30th overall pick, and they go with Ojolari. They need pass rushers. He is the best pass rusher available. Just take him at this pick. Yes, people will argue that Russo is the best pass rusher that you can get here. I'm going to say it right now. Gregory Russo, and I will put money on it, is not going to be drafted in the first round. Yes, he had all the sacks in the world two years ago. He opted out last year. Two years ago, he had 15 and a half sacks. That's very impressive. Watch his tape. If you just look at stats and you grab your players based off of that, then yes, he's going to go top 15 in this. But you have to go through a lot of tape. I, I can put money on it. Gregory Russo will not be drafted in the first round. If he is drafted in the first round, it will be right here at the 30th overall pick to the Buffalo Bills where they feel like he's better than Ojolari. But this is where I do think Ojolari will fall to. Chiefs are now on the clock with the 31st overall pick who desperately need offensive line. I mean, yes, they grabbed Joe Thune. Outside of that, they lost Eric Fisher and I'm missing someone else. It starts with a K. They did lose a bunch of players and their offensive line was not very good in the first place. So this is where they go with someone who... People also argue is the best offensive tackle in, or not the best, sorry, the third best offensive tackle. I keep saying the best, but that's because there's like, it's, it's uh Panay Sewell, Rashawn Slater. And then there's a bunch of group of guys that you can argue for the third best. And people say it is him. And for that reason, I have him going in the first round and to the Kansas city chiefs, which is a very good spot for him to go to, obviously, because it's the chiefs 32nd overall Buccaneers on the clock. What do the Buccaneers need? Absolutely nothing. They can go in interior offensive line here. They could go with Elijah Vera Tucker here. They could go with um, the center, uh, Dickerson, whatever, the center guy. Thing is, it's not worth it. You can get trade offers here, and teams will trade up, and it's going to be worth it for the trade offer. Who has a desperate need right now? The Green Bay Packers. I have the Green Bay Packers trading up an entire round to get to this spot for a wide receiver. They trade their second round draft pick, their 2022 first round draft pick for Terrence Marshall, wide receiver of LSU, the third wide receiver drafted in this class. You can't find a player like that in the second round and the Green Bay Packers need to focus on wide receiver in the second round. You're not going to be getting a player like that. You need someone who's going to be an elite wide receiver alongside um, Devontae Adams, not only because it is Devontae Adams because he's injury prone and you need someone who can step into the wide receiver one role if Devontae, if Devontae Adams does get injured. But you don't want to see MVS come back and drop a bunch of passes. You don't want to see Allen Robinson. Sorry, you don't want to rely on MVS coming into your starting role. You don't want to rely on uh, uh, Allen Robinson looking as good as he did about two games of last year. You don't want to rely on your whole season on that. And it's no question Aaron Rodgers needs another target. And Terrence Marshall can bring that to the table. And for that reason, if the Packers give up their second round draft pick and their 2022 first round draft pick, this will be good for them because they're taking a gamble on their next season. Packers were a championship game away from making the Super Bowl. What held them back? An inside linebacker and a wide receiver. That is what held the Packers season back, and that's why they didn't make the Super Bowl. If they had those two positions filled, they were better at stopping the run, and they had another weapon they could use on offense because, like we see, you do you double-team Devontae Adams or even throw Jalen Ramsey on Devontae Adams, it gets hard. It's hard for Aaron Rodgers to make a play out of that. So for that reason, it's a clear need that they need wide receiver and they need inside linebacker. They can fill both of those roles in the first round. They can't fill those roles in the first and the second round combined. For that reason, I think them trading up is both good for the Packers and then both good for the Buccaneers because the Buccaneers would get a second, another second round draft pick and then a 2022 first round draft pick where they can kind of decide what their needs are in one year because they have no needs right now. 
and that first round draft pick could be a 32nd uh, overall if the Packers win the Super Bowl. Even if it's a 32nd overall, it's worth it because the Buccaneers have no need right here. They can go with Landon Dickerson or Elijah Vera Tucker, some interior offensive lineman for Tom Brady. But in reality, uh, grabbing a first round draft pick in next year's draft would just mean more as you'd know what your needs really are. So that's it. Five quarterbacks, six offensive linemen, seven wide receivers, five defensive linemen, five corners, one tight end, two linebackers, one safety, all drafted in the first round. And I think... If I were to say my favorite pick, it would have to be uh, the Carolina Panthers going with Panay Sewell at eight because he's an elite offensive tackle and he can very easily go to the Buccan or the sorry the Bengals at five. Thing is, they the Bengals can get an offensive tackle in the second round, and one of these offensive tackles I named that were going in the twenties could possibly fall into the second round where the Bengals would also be able to get them. So. That wraps up my mock draft, my 2021 NFL mock draft morning kickoff edition. 32 teams. 32 players drafted. I hope you all did enjoy. If you did, be sure to rate and subscribe because, or I guess this is YouTube, so subscribe and like because it took a long time making this and it was a it was a process and I hope you all did enjoy. If you did, be sure to rate and uh, not rate and subscribe. You can rate if you're listening on Spotify, which yes, this podcast is also on Spotify. If you did not know, we also have a merch store if you'd like to check it out. But I really appreciate you all tuning into this episode of Morning Kickoff. Have a great day.